Mark, Neil, um, great, to, great to have you here. We're here to talk about your paper about how you know, a change in cultural mindset is key to drive organizational transformation. Um, can you just um, introduce yourself and tell us a bit about, about what you do, Mark? Um, so yeah, I'm Mark Clisdale. I lead our transformation team. And this is my colleague, Neil. Hi, I'm Neil. Um, I work uh, in the transformation practice as well. And we work with uh, organizations to help them get organized in the best way for them to achieve the success that they're after. You spoke about um, customer expectations and the rise in customer expectations as a catalyst um, for that change. Can you just talk to me a little bit and you know explain to me why you see um, customer expectations as this as this catalyst? That's a great question, um, and we talk about this a lot internally and with clients. Um, I mean, I think I think what we see is that consumer expectations are ever rising. We hear that all the time. Um, consumers are expecting to engage with brands um, on a basis of mutual trust and understanding that you understand my needs as a customer um, and what you're doing is delivering against those um, for, for my advantage. Um, so it's about ever more personal relationships um, and uh, ever more meaningful relationships. And what that means for organizations is that um, they need to realign from potentially legacy uh, structures around product, uh, product um, P&Ls um, towards um, aligning with clear groups of customers um, aligned to their customer needs and making sure that the organization as a whole is empowered to do the right thing for customers uh, without the need to keep going up the chain of command um, to, to get that, uh, uh, get that um, uh, mandate to do the right thing. Yeah, just adding to what Neil said, I think, as he said, customers want to feel like they've been heard. So companies now need to listen to customers, but they also need to then talk to them in a way that the customer feels like they've been listened to. You can't do that with an annual marketing plan that you've pre-planned 12 months before and you're just deciding what you want to say to a customer at, at the point that you've kind of got a product to sell. So it really is that shift in mindset to actually put the customer first so that they get what they want from you. What is the cultural mindset that's required for organization to actually affect that change, as you say, maybe from product to customer or driving more personal relationships with customers? I think the big shift, frankly, the, the, the really simple way of putting it would be to say that um, the organization as a whole needs to focus on putting the people of the organization, and in particular, the people in the organization who are interfacing with customers, uh, whether they be in customer service or whether they be in marketing or product development or whatever, the front line of the organization who are interfacing with customers day in, day out, to make sure that they're putting those people first so those people can put the customers of the organization first. So you've really got a kind of people-powered, customer-obsessed culture across the organization. There's a lot that goes with that to how do you enable that, but fundamentally I think that's, that's the kind of culture that we're talking about. And that can be very difficult for a lot of legacy reasons for organizations to move to. Yeah, and we're not saying every company has to go to the same culture. Every company has their cultural values. Um, that's fine. I suppose it's the key things, as, as Neil said, is you're putting the customer first. 
collaboration for me is a big thing. You know, you want to be able to collaborate as a business. You want people to work together better. That's the only way you can kind of really meet those uh, customer expectations as, as we talked about. But you can still then have your nuances as to, you know, where you came from and are you a roll your sleeves up and get stuck in business or, or, or things like that. It's a, but it, that, that idea of customer first and collaborative, I think is really key. Yeah. And I mean, the, all, all of those things sound like they could be quite um, challenging. You're talking about, you know, um, legacy ways of, you know, doing things needing to change. Um, you're talking about, you know, the, the, the organization all needed to sort of like pull in one, in one direction. And I know that you've, um, you know, in, in your, in your day to day jobs, like, you know, you help a lot of organizations to, um, uh, to overcome, um, some of those, you know, challenges that, that they might encounter when trying to transform. Like, what are the, what are the sort of like most common challenges that you have to get um, organizations to, to get to get over in order to achieve this how long have you got um, <laughs> I mean uh, for me um, the one thing you've got to remember here is you're dealing with people so yeah. when you go and talk to people about change people fear change um, and particularly in business we do what we've done before we do what we're comfortable with we do what we know drives results so, you know, we could talk about all of the things that you do need to change. I think the most thing to then, most important thing to remember is you've got to then help people through that change. You can't just say, here's the new way of doing it. You have to support them. You have to coach them. You have to train them. You have to express to them why it's going to be better um, so that they can become confident in the new way of doing things. And, and, and only through doing that will you actually kind of get a, that permanent kind of mindset shift. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's that's absolutely critical. And I, I think one of the one of the big things is is making sure that the organisation and, and those people who naturally may be wary of change, they've, they've maybe been through change, they've maybe been through waves of reorganisation, etc., and all the connotations with that. Is, is how are you making sure that you're bringing the people of the organization with you? So as a leadership of the organization, how are you making sure that you're setting the right, um, inspiring, customer-focused vision and strategy that the organization can align behind? Because in a lot, of, a lot of cases, we see examples of organizations where there's a really clear focus on financially what they need to achieve. That's not what inspires people. It's that feeling that well, we, we're driving and making a real difference for our customers. So thinking about who those customers are, why do those customers, why should they care about our product propositions, et cetera, what we've got to offer, and, um, and how are we going to deliver that on an ongoing basis? Yeah, that's a great point. Like having a having a target or a vision that that the whole organization is pulling towards being like a unifying a unifying thing for the for the entire for the entire organization. I, I love I love that as an idea. Um, and but actually, that vision setting, you know, um, uh, you know, we'll have to like. I'm guessing rely a lot on on leaders um, to be able to set that vision, to be able to set that culture. Um, you know what's things the leaders most commonly have to adopt um, in order to really enable the embedding of that vision, the following of that vision and organizational transformation and change to happen as a part of that. I think leaders need to see their role differently. And, and to put it really bluntly, they need to get out of the way a little bit. Um, so, you know, if we're going to talk about meeting millions of customers needs and talking to them in a way that they've been heard, 
you're now going to need to have this kind of system of of how you want to respond to different customers in different contexts at different times. And that might mean that you're saying millions of different things now, where in the past you might have built some campaigns or some emails or some communications and there'd only be so many. There is no way that a small group of leaders can deliver the kind of the, the, the dynamic amount of things that a brand wants to say to a customer if they have to be involved in all of it. And so there has to be this empowerment. There has to be a step back. These are my, these are the, the strategic things that are important and these are the values that we want to communicate. But now trust in the teams to figure out how that's actually going to work its way through the system and how that's going to present itself to a customer on a web page or in an email or through a store or through any interaction. And so it's, 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 it's empowering and it's driving that delivery down through the organization. Yeah, I, th I, think, I think that's a... As a great way of thinking about it in, in terms of that getting out of the way is being clear what you as the leadership of the organization really need to enable. Um, so setting that strategic vision, make clear what business we're in, what strategic choices we're making, for who, why. Setting an, a, a culture that enables and empowers, um, provides just enough of the right amount of alignment to make sure that we've, we've got everyone focusing in the right way, but empowering them to get yeah. on and make the decisions that they need to do to do the right things for customers. And as Mark says, get out of the way. Leaders are a support structure. It, mm. it's, not, it's not, I'm here to tell you what to do. Mm. It's, a, it's a, I'm here to guide you as to what's important, but then make sure you have the tools and the confidence in the system around you to really deliver on it and so we talk about turning the org chart upside down it's no longer cascading orders down it's 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 pushing priorities up and and helping other people deliver on it that's a great way to to look at to look at the org chart um i mean you guys said a lot of like great things there but the one thing i'm going to take away from that is I'm going to my leaders today to tell them to get out of my way <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's, that's all i've taken from it um, but uh so yeah, fantastic! Like you, you've 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 spoken a lot about you know how we um, or how organisations can really sort of um, implement change within you know within the business, how they can drive it, how they can um, you know how they can set priorities for the organisation to ensure they're doing the right things to meet the customer needs, um, meet those customer expectations. Um, like in this environment that we're in, in the you know the the world we live in today, those expectations. For customers change continuously you know they change you know in terms of like the the ethics you know that they that they want the the the, the cut the companies that they do business with to adopt, they change in terms of like you know what they what they think that the service level um, from a company should be to them. They change in um, how they expect you know businesses to really understand them um, at a much deeper level because of the data exchange that we have. Um, so once we've achieved you know organizational transformation as a business you know how do we continue to um sort of evolve so that we can meet those changing customer needs do we have a state um or what's the what's the way in which organizations can do that yeah i think i think we we talk um a lot with clients about um being the right kind of adaptive organization this goes back to the the previous point we were talking about in terms of the the role of leaders and what the role shouldn't be. Um, so um, 
if, if I could just take a, a step back and say that, you know, one of one of the big challenges we often come in and are asked to help with um, with with um, large global organizations is that they've invested in the best in class data and technology solutions, but they're still not getting the value out of that. They're still not delivering it to that business case. They're still not able to deliver for customer expectations, as you say, that are fast evolving. And that's often because they've not changed the way that the organization thinks and operates. So uh, it's making sure that, um, as Mark was saying earlier, that, that the focus of the leadership is in, in terms of creating that adaptive organization that is, is nimble enough um, and not structured around technology, but structured around the customer and enabling people to deliver for the customer with techno technology solutions and, of course, in, in particular, the right level of data to fuel decisions that are in favour of the customer as the big enablers. Um, and what that really needs then is to make sure that you start with, yes, the right vision, yes, the right strategy and value proposition, yes, the right values that bind the organisation together and that culture, but in particular, working with as Mark had said earlier, working with um, the people of the organization to bring them with you on that change and make sure that change isn't just an end state, but it's something that's embraced as an ongoing part of how you operate so that we, we develop the right kind of um, agile ways of working for the organization with collaborative teams working together with common goals and objectives. Um, and that becomes the way of working. So as the organization and the brand um, evolves its focus on what it's, uh, what it's there to deliver, what consumers expect, et cetera, the organization and the people can continue to adapt in line with that and not be hampered by potentially data and technological decision-making process constraints. Amazon or Facebook are never going to pay for a one-off transformation. You know, who they are is, is, is adaptive organizations that, that keep up with change. One of the fundamental original principles of Agile was um, self-organizing teams. And that's the mindset, mindset shift that, that companies need. The idea of when something changes, we evolve. And, and, and so you can't just think about this is my structure today and this is how we do things. You've got to keep up, you know. What got us to where we are is not going to get us to where we want to go. And so you've always got to be kind of evolving and, and reacting. You work with a, a lot of organizations, um, you know, and support them in their transformation. Um, what are the sort of common challenges um, that you see organizations need to overcome in order to um, enable change to become, you know, customer first organizations? I think um, businesses need to be clear why they're transforming and what they want to achieve from what they're transforming. Um, so, and that's also best if it's then phrased as to what do you actually want to change for the customer? So I could talk about specific clients that we work with that were trying to do the same thing, but one had phrased it as the, this is how we're going to change how the customer experiences our brand. And another talked about this is what we're going to deliver through our technology. And the one that was talking the most about the customer, it was much easier to evangelize the whole business around that change because people understood what was going to happen at the end of it, as opposed to people thinking, 
but I'm not going to use that technology. So why is this kind of initiative relevant to me? So what are you doing and, and expressing it in a way that everyone can get behind? But if you're really serious about changing, you're going to have to change what you measure um, because people will follow targets and objectives. Um, so if you want someone to do something differently, you want to deliver something different, you've got to set them a goal and measure them in a way that, that is making sure they're doing what you want them to do. We see lots of businesses that might talk about being customer centric and they'll say, I want you to focus on the customer. But then the targets might still relate to a specific product group of sales or category sales. And so the person's always going to go back to what they need to do to sell that product as opposed to what they need to do to meet the customer expectation. So you've, you've really got to get that, that measurement bit right. Yeah, and I think it's, it's critical to focus on um, the right kind of customer outcomes um, and to make sure that it's focused on the outcome that you're trying to achieve for the customer rather than potentially the metric or target specifically that's been set, particularly if it's financial. So you're really focused on measuring what matters and freeing up the organization, your people, to do whatever it takes to deliver to that outcome. And with that then comes a liberating um, move away from that kind of fear of failure that can hold a lot of organizations back, where that focus on achieving short-term targets that potentially they've been given and they don't buy into, rather than actually focusing on, okay, so we know what we're trying to achieve for our brand, for our customers, and um, this is what we're gonna try. This is what we believe as a hypothesis, we're gonna test this, we're gonna learn from it, as when we're gonna make decisions on what we roll out as a result of that. Businesses will then say to us, but I don't know how to measure that. Yeah. I know how to measure product sales. I don't know how to measure lifetime value or customer satisfaction, I, I, I'd be quite bold there and say, well, if you actually set it as a target for your business, if you said we're now going to judge our success on this, you will then find a way of measuring it um, because it's, it's become part of your success plan. Um, and, and it's always possible and people can always help you figure out the, the analytics or the data that's needed behind it. But set it as a target and you will find a way to measure it. And I, and I think also, just to add to that, don't use it as an excuse yes. not to get started. Because I think too many organizations that we've been in lots, yeah. I, don't, I can't measure customer lifetime value. Use a proxy, get started. So anything that just, you know, that everyone understands, but you can get started and fo start focusing on the customer first rather than kind of um, financial objectives first, which does not mobilize your organization in the right way. I mean, it really is like a common a common challenge in, in going into organizations and finding that they're really focusing on, you know, campaign metrics can drive the wrong type of behaviors. And you're saying that actually you can really use measurement as a catalyst um, for uh, for change um, into being much more customer focused. Um, I think that's, you know, that's a that's a great bit of that's a great bit of advice. And we have businesses that we can demonstrate when they did what was better for the customer, all of their product sales, all of their campaign metrics increased. Do what's best for the customer, all of the other commercial stuff will follow. So what you're telling me is that the customer is the most important part to a business. <laughs> Absolutely. Look at all that, amazing. We, we do, we have a, we have a, a, a mantra that um, you should focus on measuring what matters, not measuring what you 
can. And I think a lot, how many organisations do we go in where uh, you talk to the people in the organisation, you say, you know, what, what, what uh, have you got any performance reporting? Have you got any uh, uh, scorecards, etc.? And they've got reams of them. What do you use? I don't know. You go and have a look for yourself. You know? <laughs> but they're measuring what they can, but actually they're not using it consistently and there's too much. So they get lost in all the minutiae of, of things that they can measure rather than really focusing and aligning on, around the things that really do matter. Thank you both um, for that. I think I, mean, I thought that was like really fascinating. It was really great to like talk a little bit more about you know where you know that cultural mindset and that shift in the cultural mindset can be impactful for for organisations. And I mean, reading the paper, um, you guys go into a little bit more depth in in you know how that might be able to be um, to be achieved. So um, thanks for your thoughts today, and uh, we'll close we'll close there. Thank you. Thanks, Nate.